You're listening to OK Guys with Laura Joshua, a WTVU production. Okay, hi guys. Welcome back. It's me, Laura. (laughs) I'm in such a random mood right now, but I had such a surge of inspiration. And I really wanted to include this in this episode because... I have just been thinking this a lot recently, being at home. My mom and I actually just went through a bunch of my old art projects from when I was a kid. I have this huge bin of them. And it's just so crazy how much creating we used to do and we were asked to do when we were a kid. And I don't know. It just got me really thinking. Like, I used to write stories and paint and do all these things. And of course, like when you're in elementary school, you have coloring time or you even take art class, at least I did. But I also just have such vivid memories of coming home and coloring and drawing all these amazing things and writing stories and even making business plans. I can't even tell you how many notebooks we found of I started my own dance studio I started my own wedding planning business I started my own what else did I do I started oh yeah a clothing store is very fashionable if you ask me (laughs) so I don't know it was just so crazy to me looking at all these things and it really made me think of the saying before I knew more I knew more and kind of let that sit for a second and think about what that means. Before I knew more, I knew more. Before I knew what it actually took to run a business or to make a business plan, I knew more. I had more creativity. I had more ideas flowing and I didn't let that feeling or fear stop me from creating or from doing. And it just made me realize how crazy life has gotten as we've gotten older we feel like we can't start our own businesses or even let's take it down a notch create things and paint things because I'm not a painter I'm not good at art but when I was a kid drawing painting coloring I never once said well I'm not good at art I can't do this I'm not good at art or someone's better than me I can't do this I'm not an art major. Why Why should I get to create? And we really need to stop letting that get in the way of our creativity and of just doing things for the sake of doing them and getting our creative energy out there. And it's just so crazy because we look for that instant gratification so much. Like we only paint or create something to post it on an Instagram story or on a little square on our feed. And then we wind up comparing that so much to what others are doing. They have more followers. They have more likes. They are better creators, whatever it may be. And we just, we wait our whole lives to grow up to become adults, to get more freedom, but we've forgotten to free ourselves of our doubts. And 
we need to get back to our young selves with our bright eyes thinking that we can create anything because we can. And this is something that I'm really going to try and do because even with this podcast, like there have been times where I'm like, oh, well, I can't do that because X, Y, Z. No, like you, this is my podcast. I can do anything I want. I can switch up the rules anytime. I can do whatever. (laughs) And I shouldn't be comparing myself to the millions of other podcasts out there. And this can be applied to so many different aspects of life. And I think that we should really stop letting logistics and comparison get in the way of life, of living and of being and of doing things for the heck of it. And we can create something without posting about it. I know it's a crazy concept, especially as I sit here and I'm recording spoken word to be blasted out for a bunch of people. But we can create things. Like I even, I was writing something last night in my journal that was really personal to me, but I felt like it was really relatable to a lot of people. And I thought about posting it on my Instagram story. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let this be for me. And I'm going to let this live from my brain to the page. And that's all it's going to be for. It doesn't have to be for anyone else. And that felt really good to know that I could create things and they could just sit there and they don't have to go anywhere. They could. They could go somewhere if I want them to. They don't have to though. And that really inspired me to just continue making things for the sake of making them. And that was something that I used to do a lot and I've lost that about myself. So that was kind of a rant and I hope that made sense, but that's just something I'm really excited for and I hope everyone can kind of have this realization at one point that before we knew more, we knew more and we can still explore new ideas and we don't have to let limitations of the world get in the way. Just Put them away for a second and just see what you can do when you ignore that. And yeah, so now it's time for... So guys, what is the 411? Okay, so surprise, I am scratching the download. (laughs) I, like I said before, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. I don't have anyone telling me what to do. So why not? change things up and do something different. Like I said, I have randomly gone in this wake of inspiration and I'm so inspired and it really is true when you put good things out into the world, good things will come. Like I just got really energized about the podcast and I had all these fun new ideas. So I started putting feelers out. I started asking people things. I started posting some different things and I feel like it was really well received and I got a lot of positive feedback. Again, not that I'm necessarily looking for validation from other people, but it was good to know that I had these ideas and they were liked by people. So that felt cool. And so basically this is a completely new segment, the 411. And shout out to you if you got like all the three noises um, that the little sound is from. But 
basically, I felt like the download was just a little bit too long. So I kind of wanted to use this segment to, if there's anything revolutionary, to share it here. The skinny, the 411, the what's up, whatever it may be, the download, whatever. It's I'm just going to be sharing one thing, whether that's a book, song, pop culture moment, revelation I had, exciting life event, whatever it may be. Like I said, share that on here. And yeah, so I guess the one for this episode, which maybe isn't too revolutionary, but the one for this episode is that I'm so excited because I just got a bunch of new ideas for the podcast and I'm going to be interviewing a lot of really cool people and I'm so excited. I think everyone is really going to enjoy it. And so I realized something about the podcast that I could do is seasons. And so I'm hoping that the season that we're in right now, it's kind of going to go with the seasons of my life. Like it's end of college. It's going to be all about college things, college life, people also in their second semester, finding jobs, et cetera, et cetera, season one, and then a little sneak peek for you guys, season two, post-grad life. Um... That's coming up kind of soon, so that's pretty exciting, and I'm hoping that one will be a bit more about finding jobs, hopefully (laughs) the job market gets a little bit better by then, Um, but finding jobs or even talking to friends and different people that I've graduated with, things like that, even at other schools, finding jobs, starting jobs moving, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that happen in post-grad life. And then season three, TBD, we'll see what life is like when we get there. But I kind of wanted to do it in like phases of life. And I'm super excited about a bunch of the interviews that I have coming up. And I think everyone's really going to enjoy them. So definitely stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more of the 411 and more inspiration and creativity coming from a lot of different places that I just had to dig a little bit deeper to find and they're here and I can't wait to share it with everyone. So enjoy. Okay. So today's guest and I actually had class together a year ago where she shared that she interned for Oprah and made her the perfectly buttered toast. (laughs) If that wasn't intriguing enough, She also built her own business, M. John, starting with charm bracelets and successfully expanding to necklaces, keychains, pouches, wallets, and more. Additionally, she set aside the goal for herself to pay for college and graduate debt-free, which she accomplished. Woo, round of applause. (laughs) I can't wait for you all to hear about how she maintained her business while being a college student and how her post-grad life has been as she is now working as a fashion category specialist at Walmart. Please welcome Emma Johnson. That was so great. Thank you. That was amazing. Okay, I'm glad you liked it. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Has it really been a year since we've had one class together? Oh my gosh, that makes me sound so old that I graduated college a year ago. Wow. Yes. Well, how how has post-grad life been? Honestly, amazing. So I'm originally from New York City, and I'm back in New York City now. And while Boston was the greatest college town, which you probably can attest to as well, being in New York City is amazing and being home with 
friends and family is just really wonderful. And honestly, working at Walmart has been super fun. The fact that almost it's been a year of me working here in July. So that's also crazy, but it's been amazing. And honestly, I'm very, very lucky. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have to dive a little bit more into post-grad, but to start off, I think it would be a fun thing for the listeners if you could quickly recap this Oprah story. Yeah, let's do it. So it's kind of wild. I was a senior in high school at the time, and I was just making a bunch of keychains and sending them to magazine editors thinking, you know, at most they would Instagram story it and I would die happy. That would be the greatest thing on earth. And Fast forward to about two weeks before I moved into my freshman dorm at BU, I get an email from the creative director of Oprah Magazine saying, hi, I received your keychains. They're super cute. This is so much bigger than me just posting it on my Instagram story or putting in a back to school feature. This should be an Oprah's favorite thing. And I was speechless. Um, a, because I getting this type of email is huge, obviously, for any small business owner, but more so speechless because of the fact that I sent an initial keychain, which had to be available in A through Z. And I didn't send just one color, I sent three. So <laughs> um, I had a lot of work on my hands, but I made it onto Oprah's Favorite Things my freshman year. And then the following summer, because of how well the success of M. John did with Oprah's Favorite Things, the creative director of Oprah Magazine, Adam Glassman, invited me to intern at Oprah the summer after my freshman year. So then I got a summer internship at Oprah Magazine to really see the ins and outs of curating Oprah's Favorite Things list and how products come in every single day from small business owners like me, and then their products end up on the list the following holiday. Wow, that is unreal because I feel like I hear so many stories of people just sending out cold emails, cold calling, and people don't really expect to receive messages back, but you recently message back from like one of the highest honors. <laughs> it was huge. Wow. To this day, I still think about it. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. Okay, cool. So I have to ask, when you were growing up or even in middle school, high school, was it always a thought that you would have your own business one day? Yeah, so it's really funny. I tell friends that one of my favorite toys as a two-year-old was a cash register with a built-in microphone where I would make announcements to shoppers in my bedroom. And then five years later, I was using that same cash register and doing bake sales in front of my New York City apartment with my twin brother and my best friend from elementary school. So I've always been intrigued by just selling and customer acquisition. I mean, who doesn't love engaging with others and then making something that someone wants to buy? I was fascinated with that, even as a little kid in my bedroom. Wow, that is awesome. You always had the salesperson in you. Exactly. <laughs> so where did the idea of having your own business and kind of the direction of going to the jewelry and the keychains and things like that come about? It really evolved. I mean, I started making things and people liked them. Growing up, I loved arts and crafts and I still am a huge do-it-yourself arts and crafts enthusiast. So crafting and creating stuff has always been a passion of mine, uh, whether it was baking brownies as a little kid to making lemonade to making bracelets. I'd make brownies and strangers in New York City would buy them and eat them. And then I'd make bracelets and friends in high school would buy them and wear them. So I was always into accessories and I would kind of just make a bunch of crafts products and post it on Instagram and say, oh, look at my arm candy Sunday fun day activity. And boom, it evolved. 
Wow. An entrepreneur was born. (laughs) And so a lot of people kind of face doubt when they are making crafts, making projects, and kind of have this idea spark. So how did you take the leap of faith to put your work out to the world and make it work? Yeah, you know, I think doubt paralyzes people because they fear the unknown and they think I have to know everything before making a move. And so I'd really say that you can't be afraid of what you don't know. My aha moments simply came from the fact that people were willing to buy products that I was literally making on my bedroom floor. So when someone's willing to pay for something you're making or a service that you're providing, you're onto something immediately. Love that. Was there ever another moment where you kind of felt like, wow, I have a business here. Like I am a businesswoman. It's funny. I, when I first started, I posted a photo of my arm candy of just bracelets I had made at the time on Instagram and a store on the Upper West Side of Manhattan where I'm from found the post randomly on Instagram, probably from the millions of hashtags I used at the time, which is embarrassing in hindsight. But they reached out and they said, these are so cute. I have a store on the Upper West Side. I want to sell three dozen. And again, I was like, this isn't a business. I'm just making these on my floor. But I guess now we kind of have a brand and a company if I'm going to sell it to a small retailer in Manhattan. And so I think that was really a wow moment of a store wants three dozen. And then she kept selling out and buying more. And then seasons would change. And she would say, are you coming out with new products, new lines? And again, this whole idea of lines and products. I was like, what are you talking about? This is really just me crafting things in my bedroom and hoping for the best. And so I think that that wow moment of real people are buying this who are now customers of me, of M. John was huge. Wow. Yeah. You can never underestimate those hashtags. You never know where they're going to You leave. never know, really. <laughs> wow. Okay. And So yeah, so you started this in high school and it proved to be successful and you were kind of ramping it up as you went along. And I read in the Refinery29 article, which is awesome, by the way, that you. you contemplated not even going to college. So what was the biggest deciding factor when it came time to choose to go to college and still pursue your business at the same time? So I think like many high schoolers, I kind of felt done with school by my senior year. I kind of have that had that mentality of, okay, time to move on with life mindset. But in hindsight, I mean, I value education. I knew that I could start a business anytime, but it would be really unlikely that I would choose to then get a college degree later in life, Um, coupled with the fact that my family would constantly remind me that it's easier to get your education now and have no regrets rather than to assume you can just skip it, it was easier to do it as a traditional student than to go backwards later on and say, oh, I missed out on that. Let me go back and redo it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Parents always know best. (laughs) And I have a twin brother. So at the time we both were looking at colleges together, he would tease me saying, you're going to be so jealous if I go to college and you don't, all of your friends are going to go to college. And I really didn't think of M. John at the time as this thing that would just last forever. Uh, It had its moment. And of course I was riding that high, but in hindsight, you know, it wasn't something that I just thought, oh, could override college completely. Yeah. And so in the end, especially a year 
in post-grad now. Crazy. <laughs> Are you happy that you chose to college and still continue your business also while in college? Without a doubt. It was the best decision. I learned so much. I made lifelong friends and perhaps most significantly, which you probably have experienced too, the opportunity to intern that would not have been made possible if I wasn't a college student. And I'm especially proud that this small business paid for my BU education. So not only did I get to attend my dream school, which at the time it was my dream school and now having graduated a year later, it's still my dream school, but I got to work on my side hustle while attending BU. Yeah, that's a really good point about interning. I've never thought of it that way. That's awesome. And so were there ever times where it was just too much to balance or you had to choose between doing college things and running your business? Oh my gosh, definitely. I mean, when I landed on Oprah's favorite things my freshman fall, it resulted in me having basically no social life. But there were a lot of silver linings to that. I got interviewed for so many class assignments. Shout out to Com 201. I was interviewed and featured for so many BU-related articles. TV stations were showing up to my dorm room and interviewing me in Sleeper Hall. So it allowed me to meet new kids on campus who ultimately would become my best friend. And again, not to mention going back to the internship part, it landed me a summer internship at Oprah Magazine, which only led to further incredible internships later on in my college career. Yeah. And I can imagine like, it's already hard enough. You're a freshman, you're trying to find your place, make your friends. And then you have this whole other side of life going on to balance all that. I really give you credit. Thank you. And it's funny because I think in high school, a lot of people always thought of it as this like one hit wonder lemonade stand. And then suddenly when I got to be and suddenly when I got to college, the mindset totally shifted of people being super supportive and saying, how can I help? How can I be part of it? Can I share your story? This is super cool. So honestly, while it may have in the moment resulted in basically no social life and me spending more time in New York City and Boston, it reached people who I wouldn't have been able to reach before. And it made me friends who if our paths didn't cross because of Amazon, it wouldn't have crossed any other way. I would constantly make products and just hand them out to people and say, give me feedback. And it was the greatest focus group ever. I mean, I was literally just handing products out to people on Comav or in my dorm room or in the hall I was sleeping in and people would give feedback and I would say, be brutally honest, act like you don't know me. I would give it, I would give out products to random people and say, what do you like about this? What do you not like about this? And hearing that feedback from people only made the products better. That's awesome. It's like doing your own consumer insight research. Totally. Yeah. And as you're saying that, it makes me realize that BU just has such the culture of, you know, really being inspired by other students and encouraging other students to have their side projects and business, all these things. And not every college is like that. I've kind of learned throughout the years. So it's good. We're very lucky. Yeah. It's good that you were in a very cultivating environment on top of that. For sure. That's awesome. So what is your biggest tip to a college student that is looking to start their own business, grow their business? They have an idea, but they don't really know what that first step is. I'd say start where you are. If it's a service, provide it to someone. If it's a product, use materials that you have in your house and get started on making something. Don't get stuck on the fancy stuff or this idea of I need a logo or a website or I need to keep my ideas secret because someone's, you know, going to steal it. Just start doing it. If I had the mindset of 
someone's going to steal my idea of making bracelets. I mean, I would not have a business. I didn't create bracelets. And so I think it was just me being scrappy and finding stuff in my bedroom, crafting it with no intention of starting a business really because I wanted to make a crafts project for myself on a Sunday afternoon. And it kind of exploded into something where I just used what I had and it turned into a business. I know. I even try and tell my friends that we can't worry about, well, someone else is doing it or it's already out there, whatever it may be. Definitely. And especially with your business, like it's unique because it's your own. Right. That's awesome. And so then just touching back, circling back to post-grad as I'm about to be post-grad, which is so crazy. Um, Crazy. Craziness. Um, A lot of people nowadays dream of being their own boss. And I actually did a poll on the OK Guys Instagram asking if people want to be their own boss one day. And it was split actually pretty 50-50, which I was kind of surprised about. But um, what made you decide to forge a post-grad career in corporate America and not just stick to being your own boss? So I tell people all the time that M. John has and always will be a side hustle, but the chance to work for such a big company like Walmart is a dream come true. And honestly, I get the best of both worlds by having something that is totally mine, which is M. John, plus the ability to work with the best and the brightest in the retail industry every single day. And that's a pretty great combination the chance to learn from other people where I've learned more from internships and classes and working in the real world than I have learned by doing something on my own. So the fact that I can take that and then apply it to something that I am working on on the side is huge. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm sure working for a larger corporation or something even that's larger than yourself just exposes you to not only more learning, but more people, more opportunities, things like that. Definitely. I was going to say that the internships led me to just meeting new people and making connections and finding things that I was good at or not so good at, things I liked or didn't like. And that really shaped me into just who I am now versus four years ago. Yeah, I can imagine. So do you have any words of wisdom, words of encouragement for college students right now that are looking to tackle a new business venture with everything crazy that is going on that we could have never predicted? I'd say don't focus on what you lack. Really use what you have to get going. You have a social media account. You have a network of friends and family. And most of all, you have the ability to hustle if you want to start a business. So dreams don't work unless you do. And if you just focus on everything you lack, you're just going to stay stuck in your ways and that's not going to move you forward. So Use those current things that you have going for you and especially the drive and determination part because if you actually want to get something done, you'll use that momentum to push you forward versus saying, I don't have X or I don't have Y or I don't have Z going on for me. Wow. Come on, people. If that doesn't inspire you, what will? Right? (laughs) And I would love to do a quick little lightning round. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, whatever you've got. So do you have a business inspiration or icon? Yes. Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. I mean, she went from selling Xerox machines to landing a big break in the form of a meeting with a buyer at Neiman Marcus. Thanks to her sheer determination. Wow. That's a girl boss. Ultimate. 
She's awesome. Have you seen her? She's been on Shark Tank a couple times. Have you yeah, seen Yeah, incredible. I love Shark Tank. <laughs> love it. And what is your favorite trend right now? Oh, whipped coffee from Instagram and TikTok. Huge, big, huge, big coffee fan. And also anything tie-dye. I think everyone is tie-dyeing things. And as you know, obviously like arts and crafts, DIY, I'm huge enthusiast for. So tie-dyeing coffee. Yes, I have been meaning, I haven't tried the whipped coffee and I actually just ordered tie-dye. I'm so excited. I'm going to make a tie. I love it. Love it. I'm excited for you. Oh, thank you. Can we expect to maybe see some tie-dye going on with you? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe we got to look out for that. Okay. And what is your least favorite trend right now? Least favorite trend. So this really isn't a fashion trend, but I think just the total shutdown of retail, which is killing mom and pa shops. And I think of just small businesses, especially in my hometown being New York City, I take a walk around the neighborhood and everything is gone and everything is shut down. And so seeing my favorite mom and pa shops no longer there and out of business for indefinite future uh, is really sad. Yeah, that's so true. Come on, people. Every Saturday can be small business. Saturday. Right? Shop small, support local. Love that. Well, sorry, I just want to touch on that for a second. It's interesting to me that you say that because I 100% agree with you, but you also work for a huge conglomerate. It's funny. I say like shop Walmart and every small business out there. (laughs) So if you're going to choose a major retailer, make it be Walmart and then everything else, shop small. Great. Well, I do know I have been reading up on Walmart actually, and I do know that they have been incorporating a lot of smaller businesses to their stores. Like I know Lola um, just put out products in Walmart, so we can expect some cool things from them. There you go. (laughs) And what is your current goal right now? Oh my God, to get back in the office Mm. in a safe and healthy manner, of course, but I love my team and I miss my coworkers so much. It's kind of like you wanting to go back to school and like seeing your roommates and friends. I'm dying to go back to the office and see my coworkers face to face. I can imagine. And so where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, this question. It's funny because I couldn't have predicted where I am now five years ago, um, which I, I know isn't the greatest answer. So it's hard to wrap my head around five years in the future, but I expect to be surrounded by super awesome people and products just because retail's in my blood and it's going to continue to be in my blood. So for the next five years, just cool people and even cooler products. Awesome. And where do you see M. John in five years? So an ultimate goal of mine is to have a pop-up shop, whether that be just a virtual pop-up shop nowadays or an in-person pop-up shop, but not just an M. John pop-up shop, but one where really it's a total girl boss pop-up. So tons of female founded businesses with super cool products that, you know, can range from food to accessories, but I think it would be super cool. And I think that there would be nothing cooler than to see a line of customers and fans in front of a pop-up for holiday. Yeah, that would be, oh, wow, that would be awesome. Super fun. I would definitely be there. I love that. Of course you would. (laughs) Well, those are all the questions I have. Thank you so much. Everyone listening is in for such a special treat and such inspiration. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun.
Yeah, of course. And so where can everyone find you and find M. John? Yeah. So if you go to mjohnjewelry.com, you can shop all my products. And then if you find me at mjohnjewelry on Instagram or myself at msjohnson on Instagram, I love Instagram. So we will engage. Uh, Instagram's the best. The best. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay, okay, okay.